ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. Good morning, straight up and down, 7 o'clock. Welcome into the program. This is Game Time with Tom and Ward. We're glad you're with us as we welcome you into a brand new day and a brand new week. Ward, what a weekend, my friend. How are you, by the way? Outstanding. Yeah, it was a great weekend if you're a football fan. And I would tell you it's it was a great weekend if you were just a sports fan. There were a tremendous amount of really close and competitive games on the football front and on the basketball front. I, I watched a ton of basketball on Saturday as well. Uh, it was one of those days where, you know, you're just, okay, I don't have a ton to do. Let's just kind of hunker down in the television room and and just go to town. You know, I, I don't get many of those, but I had one Saturday. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what we did. We watched a ton of football and a ton of basketball. Uh, if if I could just get my ESPN Plus not to stop in the <laughs> middle of a, you know, middle of a play. But that's it's, – that's a bit frustrating. I know. I know this streaming of broadcast, the buffering, is uh, is it's still in its infancy stages. I guess is that is that fair to say? Uh, it's been around, but it hasn't. Not like they use it now. I mean, they use yeah, they it as use a, a, as another network. It's another platform now. Yeah, but it stops all the time. Ugh, couldn't handle that. Oh, it drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. But anyway, we watched a lot of basketball, um, and. Before you say it, I do have a booster on my on my internet, so <laughs> that was the first thing I did. I went, gotta have that if we're gonna do this. So anyway, uh, we watched a lot of basketball. We'll get into that today. We'll get into the uh, the football. I'm just curious, in your opinion, and I want others' opinion as well. Uh, how does this weekend rank? Not in not in the sense of quality but in the sense of how much fun it was because they were so competitive. Look, was was San Francisco and Green Bay a Picasso? No. But it was a heck of a football game that came down to a final kick. Yeah, there was four great football games. I mean, all four of them. It was unbelievable. I, I think, for me, um, could be could be one of the best weekends in playoff history. I can't remember a better one. When you had three games come down to a final kick and the road team win, <laughs> every dang of one of them, and then you have the you have the 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 nightcap last night. I, I don't know what the heck went on in that final three minutes of that football. That was nuts. Of course, the whole game was just real. Look, if you don't think the NFL has has high caliber, high quality young. NFL quarterbacks, wow. Come on, Joe Burrow, Pat Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen. Just that, the, <coughs> those that was three. unbelievable last night. It's terrific. I mean, Josh Allen throws that strike, and everybody on that sideline celebrating. We've got this. There's only 13 seconds left. <laughs> Pat Mahomes, hold my beer. Yeah, that's exactly right. And – and there were some defensive deficiencies. On there's no way that happens if you don't make some mistakes. And, and look, you go back to the first game of the of the weekend, Cincinnati. I mean, not Cincinnati. Well, not the Cincinnati game, but the, the the nightcap Saturday. San Francisco is going to the NFC Championship game, and they didn't score an offensive touchdown. Yeah, 
I mean, it, again, they weren't always well played or perfectly executed, but man, oh lie, were they competitive. And were they two teams just getting after each other all across the board? The Cincinnati game. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I, I had I I said, you know, that's a good football team, but are they going into Tennessee? Yeah, they were going, they're going into Tennessee and getting it done. They went into Nashville and got it done. And then when you thought, oh, my goodness, they played well enough to win and they're going to lose, they end up finding a way to win. That's, that was the nutty part of all three of those first three games. And then the nightcap, just the gunslinger. It was just, oh, you can do that? Well, let me, let me, give me my helmet. Somebody find me my helmet. I got to go, uh, I got to go make a play. <clears throat> oh, Mahomes just made a play. I think I need to go make a play. Didn't was, you get that, that was feel? crazy. Crazy last night. It was just a ter- terrific, terrific uh, football game. Now, will everybody now please get off of our Highland Park kid? Well, he's not a kid, but you know what I mean? Well, he won a he won a he won a wild card game. Can he go to can he go to Tampa and win? Check that box. Check yeah, that they, box. They they tried to give that thing away. Yeah, they did. But but check that able, box. They were able to hang on. Yeah, he's got a couple under his belt now. So out of thirteen years. How about Joe Burrow? He's got two playoff wins in eight days. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott has one in four years. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Saw that that tweet is Oh, when I read that the other day, I went, Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't know. Good weekend, wasn't it? Just a good weekend. Oh, it was a- absolutely a great weekend. Yesterday I was at the Ferrell Center and watched Nikki Collins Baylor women's basketball team dismantle Iowa State. And, and I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, yeah, they shot a lot of threes, did a lot of good things, got a lot of great rebounds. Their defense was tremendous yesterday. Tremendous. If they wanted to, they could have kept their foot on the on the on the gas and won by thirty something points. They were in the fourth quarter. They were up thirty. Thirty. Wow. They're up. Good th- for them. After being down one at the end of the first quarter, end of the first quarter, I was thinking the first to forty is going to win the game. It was thirteen to twelve. Neither team was shooting particularly well, uh, missing point blank shots, and then all of a sudden, Baylor decided to, to turn turn it up a notch, and they scored twelve in the first quarter to trail by one, and then went up and put I think put twenty seven on the board in the second quarter, something like that. I mean they went uh, they went to town. Yeah, they scored 27 in the second quarter on their way to scoring 87 after scoring just 12 in the first quarter. <laughs> that will tell you what set quarters two, three, and four. And you know what? They did not They did not let off the gas until it was totally secure and, and you know, and then it was, hey, we, we've done what we came here to do, and that's win the game. So they, you know, reeled it in a little bit. But, man, what a great win. Great win for Scott Drew on Saturday. That's back-to-back road wins. I mean, wow. They, uh, they're they getting it done. So we got all of that to talk about today. All of that to talk about. Hey, Ward, we also want to welcome a new sponsor to the program. 
Are you familiar with Northern Tool and Equipment? Absolutely, I am. I'm very familiar with them. They they carry a a large line of of tools that you can use for for everyday use. Uh, the professionals use them, and, and the weekend warrior can can use them as well. I, they they've got a great selection over there. Tw- over there is twenty three thirty nine South New Road. And, uh, man, they've got, uh, as you said, you'll find the right tool for any job, whether it's Milwaukee or Honda, Lincoln, many more. Over 100,000 tools in the store. Over 100,000 tools in the store. Quality tools for serious work. It's time to put every tool in its place. Shop this week during their inventory reduction sale and save up to 50% off of heaters, moving carts, dollies, batteries, hand tools, and much, much more. If you're not familiar with this great store, we're going to get you familiar with this great store. Uh, Leon just sent us a text and said, Josh Allen, that's all he said. It's a great point. Uh, But we're going to get you familiar with the store, and here's what we're going to do this week. We're going to give away some gift certificates, $50 gift certificates to Northern Tool and Equipment. So, Here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to fire off a question. You text me the correct answer with your full name and a cell phone number. I need three things. I need the answer. I need your full name. Ward White's 2547 blah, 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 blah. Okay. That's what I need. I need your answer, your full name, and your cell phone and if you are the first correct answer to the question, then you're going to be our winner of a $50 gift. And if you don't win today, hang on. We got all week long. We're going to do this all week long. It should be a lot of fun. All right, here's the first question. Which type of saw is used to make big cuts in soft wood? Is it A, back saw, B, rip saw, or C, miter saw? Which one of those three? A, B or C, back saw, rip saw, miter saw, which type of saw is used to make big cuts in soft wood? You know the answer. You've got a $50 gift certificate to Northern Tool and Equipment. Jump on our CNC Collision Center text line. It's 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. First correct answer to the question, and I've given you, you know, this is mul- this is the cool thing. It's a multiple choice. It's A, B, or C. Uh, which type of saw is used to make big cuts in softwood? A, back saw, B, rip saw, or C, miter saw? You know the answer. i got a $50 gift certificate to- for you at Northern Tool and Equipment. All right. Uh, jump in there. Let's get this thing going. While we do that, it's 11 minutes after 7. 7-11 here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's do this. Let's... Ward, I think we have weather coming, don't we? We do. Looks like it. It's coming in. All and, right. And you're welcome. I'll wash my car. Okay, so Colin just texted in, but Colin, you got the wrong answer. Try again. CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. You want that $50 gift certificate? Jump in there and uh, and give us a, a text, and uh, we'll, we'll see. We, we can't, get you, uh, can't get you fixed up. All right, 11 minutes after 7. 7-11, let's check the weather forecast. Our weather this morning is brought to you by 
Our good friends over Fox Sports, uh, not Fox Sports, but Fox 44, we'll get that done for you. And let's check that weather forecast right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Scattered showers and cloudy skies will be the main story for much of the day with a high of 53. These showers will be light across the area with rain chances decreasing by later this evening. Partly cloudy skies will remain in the forecast tonight with an overnight low of 41. Expect partly sunny skies on Tuesday with breezy conditions and a high of 58. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus check out fox44news.com for any changes. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home in the Farrell Center Tuesday evening hosting the Kansas State Wildcats. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 7 p.m. tip-off Tuesday for Baylor K-State Big 12 Basketball. Baylor Big 12 Basketball with Pat and John. The Bears play here. ESPN Central Texas. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry, including rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the Western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. You have important reasons to stay healthy. Your family, your work, your hobbies. If you have prediabetes, now is the time to make preventing type 2 diabetes a priority. The Health 360 program can help. With a trained lifestyle coach, you'll learn how to make the changes you need to live a healthier life. Type 2 diabetes is serious and preventable. Call 254-750-5435 to enroll now. Classes begin online February 8th. That's 254-750-5435. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, 714, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, uh, what a day. What uh, we are off and running. We appreciate uh, you being a part of the program. Two five. Uh, let's see. We, we've got a winner. Chet's our winner, and we need Chet to to uh, complete the form. Uh, not not necessarily form, but send me some information. Uh, I forgot to to get some info from you, Chet. So Chet's got the fifty dollar gift certificate. I just need a little more info from Chet. All right, uh, seven fifteen. By the way, we will continue all week long giving away these uh, gift certificates from Northern Tool and Equipment. So, uh, pretty cool deal. So, uh, that's that's good stuff. All right, Ward, we mentioned it. Uh, uh, the uh, Baylor women, outstanding yesterday. And I mean outstanding in, in just about every phase. I mean, I was just looking at the box and just how balanced it was. And they had uh, three players in double figures. You know, Melissa Smith, 17 points. Uh, Jordan Lewis, 24 points, Sarah Andrews, 18 points. Jordan and Sarah were the three point. They went to town, uh, in the three point department. Jordan Lewis was six of seven and Sarah Andrews, four or five in the three point department. But Queen Egbo, what a nice game. 14 points, 21 rebounds, 
21 rebounds out of the 43 rebounds belonged to Queen Egbo. She owned the paint in the basketball game. And as we mentioned, they scored uh, 12 points in the first quarter, 13, and then 27, 27, and 21. And they could have scored more in the fourth. They just didn't. So, I mean, it was that kind of game. After the game, talking with our uh, talking with Derek Smith and uh, Sophia Young-Malcolm on the uh, Baylor Radio Network from Learfield on the postgame show heard right here on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Nikki Collin. You know, I was so proud of how we stuck to the game plan. Our guards guarded their yard, which kept them, you know, we were on their hip all game long, which forced them to spin. So then our help side was there. And and I'm sure some of those were fouls. I'm sure they were. Um, But I really felt like we made Ashley John's life difficult down there, miserable, because every time she got within five feet of the paint, she had two people surrounding her. So, you know, I thought Queen really spearheaded that. She was really quick to the ball and just didn't let them get the ball to the next action. So then it became pivot, 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 throw it up, and then either foul or no foul, you know. So that's probably what I was most proud of, uh, like really dialing into a game plan, really guarding our yard. Because I'd said they'll run a million different things, but it comes down to, like, are you going to guard your player, keep them from getting to the paint, and are we there and help? That is uh, that is Nikki Collin after the game here on uh, ESPN Central Texas and the uh, Baylor Radio Network from Learfield talking about uh, – I never heard that term, Ward. Have you gardened your yard? But I, I kind of like it. Yeah, I like it too. It's it's cool. I mean, it, you know, it basically it's take care of your business. I mean, uh, deny, you know, double team, you know, know when you're supposed to switch, know when you're doubling, and and you know, denying the the easy entry. And boy, they they did it well yesterday. They were they were really really good. Now, think about it. After starting zero and two, they've now won three in a row, and they're right right in the middle of all of this. I was I was looking at the standings, Ward, in the conference. One, two, three, four, five basketball teams in the Big 12 sit at two losses. Now, there's different numbers of wins. Iowa State and Oklahoma are at five and two. Kansas State's at five and two. Texas at four and two. And Baylor at three and two. They had the two games that didn't get played by COVID. But you, out of your 10 teams, five of them at the top with two losses. That's how balanced this league is right now. Yeah, look, you you talk about the parity on the men's side. I I think there's just as much parity this year on the on the women's side that we haven't seen in a while because it's usually just been a couple of teams sitting at the top and everybody else is is trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. It's not the case this year. Not not even close. So uh, this could be a fun race. We mentioned Queen Egbo's 21 uh, rebounds. That's a career high for Queen and uh, Baylor. Had four, look, four, four of their five starters were in double figures. I said three a minute ago. I was so excited about Queen's 21 rebounds that I forgot about her 14 points on the other end. But, uh, man, it was just, that was just good stuff. I mean, Baylor finished with 26 assists on 32 buckets and uh, shot it well from, from, as we said, from three. And, boy, you know, Lewis tied a career high with six triples, the six, you know, six for seven. And Andrews was four from five. And, it was it was just what they needed. I mean, just to continue to, that you know, we we talk about taking care of the home floor. They took care of the home floor. Yeah, you're right. I think that's you know the kind of game that they needed to have. One of those games where you you had to fight through a little bit of adversity early in the ball game, and then you're able to get out in that second quarter and start stretching the lead and keep stretching it there in the second half. They they haven't really had a, a game like that since non conference, and so. 
to have that in conference play has to give you quite a bit of confidence going into to this week where you know you're going to have a, a couple of more games is this the week of the makeup games as well uh no they they go is out on the road week? yeah they, they go out on the road wednesday so uh, they're back out on the road Wednesday, but they have won th- after dropping two in a row. And stop and think about it. the the win at Kansas and just how how that got I, I, maybe kickstart them, got them going. But I mean, that was a game. Quite frankly, that Kansas probably, if they take care of their business, they win that game. Mm-hmm. But Baylor, to their credit, found a way to win the basketball game and then have gone on and and, and put together three in a row. And again, I think what you saw yesterday is what Nikki Collin had envisioned for this basketball team all season long. It was a team that was not going to be very deep, obviously. There's just not a lot of bench right there. But players are going to get up and down the floor. They're going to they're going to score the basketball. And, you know, they're going to be aggressive. And 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 look, they, they were healthy. For the for maybe for the first time in a long time, I'm probably completely healthy. I, I I don't know, but this is what it was. I think what they envisioned it would look like. I think they envisioned that these that rotation, those players getting out and playing at that pace and playing that well and playing that that well on defense is kind of what they envisioned for this team. And they just for all the reasons that we've talked about, they they just haven't been able to do it. But Boy, they did it yesterday. Well, and being able to do that and the other part of that, too, probably is you mentioned the health factor. Not only that, but conditioning-wise, mm-hmm. getting back into a condition where you can run the floor like they want to run the floor, too, because coming off of you know not being able to play is one thing, but not being able to play and having, having some players in the protocol that weren't able to do anything uh, for a few days that kind of knocks you off your balance a little bit. And, and you make a great point. Just because you're, quote, healthy and you're able to to go back and, and resume uh, everything, yeah, there are a lot younger kids than we are. But I'm telling you, it it takes a little while to get your legs out, uh, legs back under you. and, mm-hmm. and get. I mean, look, uh, and we'll talk about it later on, but James Akinjo played – for Baylor, and I mean, you could tell. I, I think you could tell that. Hey, look, you know, he'd been out a few games because of the injury, and it, you just don't walk back out there and go back into quote midseason form. And, no, you and, don't. And, and you know, so I, I think yesterday for for Nikki Collins' team, I think just watching it, it, it was uh, you know, it, it was it, it that I think that's the the vision for that team. And I'll say this. Uh, it wasn't as big a crowd as I kind of thought it would might be, but man, were they in tune to the game? They were loud and uh, they were good. And, and that when they talk about home court, if you don't have folks in the seats, it's not a home court. And Baylor made that a home court yesterday. That's I mean, good. it was loud, uh, and they were you know, they, and they were engaged in the game. I mean, that was the other cool thing. They were engaged in the game. All right, uh, seven twenty three. 23 after 7. Again, the Baylor women are back out on the road Wednesday. We'll talk more about that coming up uh, a little later on. All right, 23 after 7. Anything else on, on yesterday? I mean, I just uh, – I thought just a complete excellent win for, for – the well, they're all excellent. I mean, but, you know. <laughs> but for Iowa State, that's what, two in a row now? Uh-huh. That's two in a row. So, 
Uh, welcome. We talk about it all the time in this league, and I don't care what sport, what side. Welcome to the Big 12. It, it is competitive as all get out. And, it really is. And, you know, <clears throat> Baylor beat a good team yesterday. They beat a really good basketball team and, and really ran them out of the gym. Well, they defended their home court. To me, that's the most important thing. And if you can do that, if you can defend your home court, you give yourself a chance. You just do. And especially in a league that's got as much parity as this one does, men's, women's, whatever you want to talk about, in the game of basketball, if you can defend your home court, you give yourself a pretty good fighting chance. Indeed. All right, uh, 724 with 24 after 7. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're glad you're with us. Uh, on this, um, what is this? This is Monday. We're off and running again. All right, coming up in a few minutes, we're going to continue our Baylor basketball conversation. We're going to bring Jerry Hill into the program. But right now, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Alan Samuels, uh, just they continue to be just an award-winning program. The 2021 Ram brand just received first place in the prestigious J.D. Power initial quality. The Dodge brand finished second to Ram. How about that? You got Ram, and uh, then you have Dodge, and the uh, and those vehicles, one and two in that category. And, of course, you could check out all of those vehicles over to Alan Samuels. And uh, with this month, and it's all about the championship drive. And, of course, uh, our uh, hometown team – and. Celebrated a Big 12 championship, a Sugar Bowl win, and man, you can, uh, so can you in your uh, new vehicle from Alan Samuels, Chrysler, Dodge, Jam, a Jeep, Ram, Fiat, in Waco. During the, uh, the during the start, something new sales event. Shop for power, performance, reliability from uh, the great selection of new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Stars, all available at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Uh, they are at 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84, alansamuelsdcj.com. If you want to check out those vehicles online, that's alansamuelsdcj.com. Thanks to Ted Teague for uh, sponsoring this very radio program. We appreciate to Ted and the crew over at Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Your friend in the car business. Recently on the John Moore Show. The great Tony Caridi, the voice of the Mountaineers. This doesn't translate well on radio, but I texted you a picture. What's, what's your first thought when you see uh, that man with me in that picture? I thought, it, I said, like, it looked like someone took Bob Huggins' head and put it onto a different person's <laughs> body with a Baylor warm-up. That's, That's right. That's right. And I know all of Huggs' brothers, and I said, it looks like one of Huggs' brothers. And actually, this guy looks more like Huggs' brother than Huggs' brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, that is Henry Witt Jr. He runs Affiliated Auto Glass. It's on the circle here in Waco. And he is maybe not the spitting image of Bob Huggins, but but like he could be his brother. I mean, it could absolutely be his brother. The voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
The Waco Convention Center is turning 50 years old this year. Nearly everyone in Waco has attended an event at the Waco Convention Center at some point in their life. The Waco Convention Center's 50th anniversary celebration is Wednesday, January 26th from 3 to 6 p.m. and it's open to the public. It's a come-and-go reception with a special presentation at 4 o'clock. To share your memories and photos of your special events or for more information, please visit wacocc.com or go to their Facebook page. RSVP today. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs, made-from-scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. Homestyle Designs is your local, residential, and commercial kitchen and bath contractor. Whether you're building a new home, remodeling your home, designing your kitchen or bathroom, or wanting granite countertops and custom cabinets, Homestyle Designs can make your functional yet stylish dreams come true. Call them at 254-339-8315 or visit their Facebook page to start your design today. Home Design, with family in mind. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The top two seeds in the NFL postseason have been eliminated. The Packers were knocked out by San Francisco 13-10, and the Titans were sent packing by the Bengals 19-16. The Rams beat Tampa Bay 30-27 to earn the right to face the 49ers for the NFC title. The Chiefs outlasted the Bills 42-36 in overtime and will meet Cincinnati for the AFC Championship. The Baylor women toppled number 7 Iowa State 87-61. They traveled to Texas Tech on Wednesday. Ioka Lee scored an NCAA record 61 points and leading Kansas State to a 94-65 blasting of 14th-ranked Oklahoma. Teague High School named New Caney defensive coordinator Zach Lipscomb as their new head football coach. He takes over for Donnie Osborne, who guided the Lions for eight years. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. He's certainly dancing this weekend. <clears throat> we welcome into the program Mr. Jerry Hill. Jerry, good morning. How are you, buddy? Good morning, Tommy. It's uh, another start to a busy week, right? <laughs> Indeed it is. Hey, uh, let's uh, let's go back and talk a little bit about last week. Uh, not bad uh, with, with both basketball teams uh, getting it done. Let's, let's start with yesterday. What was... Yeah. What was your big takeaway from yesterday? Um, I think it was the first time that they played like a really complete game. Both ends, um, they were dialed in on defense. I mean, Ashley Jones is a really good player um, for Iowa State, and they just frustrated her all day. She wound up with 19, but a lot of that came at the free throw line. So um, they did a great job on her. And then offensively, I mean, it just seemed like everything was going um, you know, a big key is, you know, Queen Egbo gets 21 rebounds and, and some of those were kickouts. You know, I think she wound up with three or four assists. So, yeah, I mean, they had kind of everything going yesterday. The three pointers, I mean, 12 of 21 on three pointers. 
So that was big, and, and, and it was pretty much everybody. I mean, they had four different players hit three-pointers. I mean, obviously, Jordan Lewis and Sarah Andrews did the uh, heavy work, but uh, uh, Jaden Owens and Jamie Asbury also hit three-pointers. So it was just a it was a good day at the office. And one of the things that Ward and I were talking about, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I, I think maybe for the first time we saw what what Nikki envisioned for this basketball team this year. Absolutely. And and she has said, I mean, they're they're gonna shoot threes, but it they don't have to be threes. They can be inside the line or whatever, but they're gonna they're gonna shoot some perimeter shots. And and fact is they have some really good perimeter shooters. Um they just hadn't been on every game and particularly not all of them every game. And even in this one, I mean Jamie Asbury only took two shots. She's capable of doing exactly what Jordan Lewis and Sarah Andrews did. So um, you know, as close as it was to, you know, a complete game and everybody playing really well, you still had Jamie Asbury only scoring three points. And that's, you know, that's a player that averaged 17 last year at, at, at Oklahoma State. So, you know, she's capable of that. But, yeah, I think this was the offense um, that that Nikki envisioned and, and certainly the closest it's been to that. I mean, you're still going to go inside because you've got Melissa Smith and you've got Queen Egbo. And, and Queen finally this this week really um, played her best best basketball, I think. Jerry, are we seeing this team start to come together and get more consistency, and how do they keep that up? Well, I, I think you got to play with that same intensity. I, I think that was one of the things I saw um, Sunday was they, they played with intensity and they played with it on both ends. I think you've got to – you know, you've got to start that way, but then you've got to keep it up. That's that's been their issue. I mean, they've they've taken some big leads in games, um, you know, and and not been able to sustain them. They they led Oklahoma, I think, for 36 or 37 minutes of that game uh, when they lost in Norman. Um, so, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is just sustaining, and it's hard to do when basically you have a rotation of seven players. I mean, that's that's hard to do to sustain that, but that's what it's going to take. Um, you know, the the amazing thing is we were sitting here going into that Kansas game last Sunday. This team was in last place. I mean, they were the only winless team in the league, uh, a team that's won it 11 straight years, and they were in last place. And now, you know, eight, nine days later, they're, uh, you know, I mean, they're still a game out, but they're tied uh, for first in terms of losses. And that's kind of what I always go by anyway, and and. So yeah, there's five teams now tied with two losses, and and it just shows it's going to be a fun year, guys. That's exactly what we talked about ten minutes ago. Was five of the ten teams sit there with two losses, mm-hmm. and it's all a discrepancy on how many games have been played. I mean, quite frankly, it, it, this yeah. is one where it, Jerry, it may be just a hiccup that's going to separate first and second place, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I think you're going to see, and and this is the way leagues are supposed to be. Baylor just, you know, made it kind of their, you know, own playground for, you know, a their tune-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like, well, even Coach Finley from Iowa State said it last night. He said, you know, we're just used to, you know, Baylor winning it and maybe losing one game. Maybe he said so. Um, yeah, that's the way it's been. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, there's. And Texas Tech won at Texas. You know, they're sitting down there toward the bottom of the league. But you've got a lot of teams that are capable of beating just, you know, about anybody. So, um, you know, Kansas State isn't ranked. Well, they will be today, I think. But they they go in or they they win uh, by 
what, 30 points. Now, Yoka Lee scored 61, but Kansas State beat Oklahoma, a ranked team, and I think they'll be in there this week. Switch gears. Let's uh, let's talk a little yeah. bit about the men, and I thought it was – I don't know how to describe the game Saturday. I mean, it was a game of runs. In fact, I thought – I thought the way the game started that Baylor may may win seventy eight to three or something the way they the, way the game got they, they and then, come out on fire and then Oklahoma goes on the run. I mean, it was one of the it was a game of runs, wasn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. And then basically, what it came down to was you know Baylor had the last one. Um, you know, Oklahoma had, had cut it uh, cut it to three, I believe forty five forty two. And James Akinjo, I mean, you know, he went out on that play, but that was a big bucket. I mean, they were you know. Uh, Oklahoma was, again, making one of their runs. They'd cut it to three, uh, and they were right there. And then Akinjo's bucket kind of started a long run for Baylor, and that was the game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a game of runs, and then Baylor had the one that counted there at the end. When, when you look at, at the game itself, I was looking at points in the paint. Uh, mm-hmm. That was big. And, and I'm, yeah. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. Are are they making is here in the last couple of games a, a more conscious effort to to get the ball down on the block in their half court set? Yeah, and some of that too, though, Tommy, is the drives by the guards. You know, yes, they are going inside, but some of that is you know if if one of the guards sees a lane, they're gonna they're gonna take it inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought Flo Thamba played a really good game. I you know I don't know that I've seen him play a better game than that. He didn't score a ton of points. But he had ten rebounds. He played great defense. Um, but yeah, they're definitely going inside more, and and they're I, you know I think Flo said it in the interview they weren't settling for threes, particularly in that second half. Um, I think they did in the first half. They settled for a lot of threes and maybe even contested threes. Um, when you take it down in there, it opens everything up. You know I think that's a little bit of what happened in the in the women's game yesterday. Is is uh, once. You know, once they figured out that Nalissa and Queen could do what they wanted to inside, then you know Iowa State had to kind of pack the paint, and it and it opened up all the outside because they were, you know, good bit off of the three point shooters, and and that's a little bit of what happened in the men's game as well. When you're able to score in there, when you're able to take it to the rim, then they've got to soften it up a little bit or pack pack it in and try to stop you, you know, from scoring down there. How much does it help this basketball team that they're able to fight through some of these injuries and, and get some W's along the way and down the stretch? Is that going to help their depth? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, you know, you've seen Dale Bonner play quite a bit more, and it's not like he's scoring a lot of points, but he comes in there and you don't lose a whole lot. He plays really good defense. He, You know, he distributes the ball, that kind of thing. And, and so he just gives you another body. Um, and you're right. I mean, with Jeremy Sohan still, still out and – and, you know, who knows with James uh, Akinjo when, when he fell on the, that back again. Um, but, yeah, they, they've been able to survive, I guess, um, with, with some of those guys out. You know, and they went through, obviously, a little bit of that last year with COVID and stuff. So, I, I think the fact that they've already been through it helps. Um, but, yeah, this will definitely help when you have guys, you know, like Dale Bonner step up, uh, you know, when, when they need them because they are going to need them down the stretch. You mentioned Akinjo, 30 minutes, but he did re-injure the back. Uh, yeah. So, A, we'll have to check his status. Secondly, correct me, but I, didn't he play a lot of the two and, and Flagler continued to play the point? I, and I'm thinking maybe that's just to kind of get him back in the rhythm of, of playing the game. 
Yeah, and probably not wanting to put as much, you know, pressure mm-hmm. on him. You know, it kind of takes a little bit of that off. And, and I, you know, I certainly think they want to get Flagler more comfortable in that role, and, and I think he is getting there. Um, James Akinjo is still your best point guard. I mean, mm-hmm. he he did not score a lot. He didn't, you know, that part was not there again. But he had four assists and four steals, I believe. Um, so, you know, he was still doing a lot of things, plays great defense all of those things. So um, you need him on the floor. Um, but, you know, now if you have to rest him, you know, for an extended period or at least, you know, maybe a game or two, you know that Flagler's getting a lot more comfortable in that role. And, and he, even Bonner comes in and he'll, he can do that. LJ Cryer has shown that he can handle it. He did it in high school. So they've got guys that can handle that spot if, if Akinjo can't go uh, this week. Jerry, who's the leader on the floor for this team right now? Is it a collective effort? Yeah, I think it's a collective effort. Uh, if you're talking about the men's team, they, uh, I mean, I think when Akinjo is out there, he probably is that guy. Um, but you know, that's the issue where, you know, those four guys, they, they lost, uh, from last year's team. All of those guys were leaders, but you know, certainly, you know, Davion and Jared were kind of the alphas. Um, and they don't have that really this year. Um, they don't have that one leader. I think it's more of a collective effort, uh, you know, but, you know, certainly uh, I, I think when he's out there, certainly uh, Akinjo is, but Adam Flagler can handle that role. Um, you know, I'd say LJ Cryer, but he's a sophomore. But, again, he's what he's done offensively, I think he can do that. Um, and, and then I think Flo and, and Jonathan uh, Chamwachachua are both capable of that. You know, Jonathan's a very energy guy, and I think he's a guy that can get everybody else up. So I think in that sense, he, he kind of leads that way. But, yeah, you're right. They don't have that one guy. Jerry, the league is 7-20 and 20 on the road. Baylor is 4-0. Oh. I, mean, yeah. I mean, that's an, that's an I, David K. finds some great numbers, but I think that's a great one right there. Yeah, and they're and they're one and two at home. Yeah, <laughs> so go figure that one. I wasn't going to bring that up, but yeah, but and then I, I think because it was in David's notes as well. I think it's over <clears> the last three years they're eighteen and three on the road. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Now, granted, you know, last year you were winning basically everything, but you look over a three-year period and they're eighteen and three. Um, that's amazing because this is I obviously this league is is one of the best, if not the best, in the country. And you're winning just about every time on the road. That's, you know, that's something that you don't do because there are a lot of places that are very tough to win uh, in this league on the road. And, um, you know, I think, and they've already won at West Virginia. They've won at Iowa State. And now they've won at Oklahoma. So they've won at some tough places, Um, you know, and and now they need to take care of business at home. They got Kansas State here Tuesday night. But, uh yeah, I think uh, when you're able to win on the road like that, it, it it does make up for those, you know, home losses that you had. You certainly didn't want to lose those, uh, but you're sitting here at five and two, and and you're right there. You mentioned Kansas State coming in here uh, tomorrow night. Boy, that was a gut wrenching loss for them. They're up sixteen yeah. at halftime at home against KU and found a way to lose the basketball game. Welcome to the Big yeah. Twelve. Yeah. And it's and it's seventy five sixty nine time I think with like three minutes to go mm-hmm. and they don't score. Kansas ended the game on a nine zero run, but that you know that is kind of what Kansas does though. They they have particularly this year they've won a lot of those type games where they're behind most of the game and that so 
they're a team you better put away or you, you, you better at least keep them at bay because they're going to keep coming. So, yeah, that is life in this league. You know, Kansas State's had a tough time. I believe they're two and five in the league, but they're certainly capable of beating anybody uh, as they've shown. TCU goes on the road, beats Iowa State. So now everybody in the league has a uh, has a, a win over a ranked team. Yeah, I mean that, and that was a good signature win for TCU because uh, you know they and they played with just about everybody, but they needed a win like that. Um, you know, Iowa State is struggling now because they're I believe they're two and five as mm-hmm. well. So um, you know they're they're struggling, but they're a really good team, particularly at home. Um, that's why I say that was a great win for Baylor there and certainly a great win for TCU at a time when they needed something like that. We're about, what, a third of the way through this thing. Is, is there is there, a, is there that one team that you went, whoa, didn't see that one coming? Uh, in this league, I don't know if there's one. T- I mean, Tech probably would be the closest, although, you know, I think everybody knew they were going to be pretty good. Um, but you know, he's, he's done a great job there. Um, and I, you know, I think that would probably be the biggest surprise of those teams up at the top is, is a Texas tech team that, you know, obviously lost Chris Beard, but lost some really key players as well. So I think they're that team, maybe that, that people are like, wow, they're, they're really good. And I, and I do think they are. Jerry, what, uh, what are you working on for, uh, for the Baylor bear insider right now? Well, I've got a Tommy. I do uh, some getting to know features on staff members and stuff, and I'm, I'm doing something on Ramon Cooper, who's uh, one of our top guys in the academic area. Um, he's an assistant uh, athletic director uh, for student services. So, um, doing a feature on him that'll come out this week, probably tomorrow, um, and then all the basketball this week, and, and then tennis has the ITA kickoff weekend this uh, weekend. You don't have anything to do, do you? No, no. I'm a I'm a kick back and enjoy my my little time down. Yep. <laughs> Jerry Jerry Hill, the uh, director of sports journalism at Baylor University. Man, we appreciate your time as always. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate see, it. See you later. That is Jerry Hill from uh, from the uh, Baylor Bear Insider, our guest here this morning. All right, uh, there is a fundraiser that is coming up. Uh, I believe it's going to be. Uh, Saturday night, March the 19th, at the base at the Extra Event Center. It's for a uh, 19-year McLennan County law enforcement veteran going through some medical conditions. The uh, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, along with other community partners, are holding this benefit to assist Hutch with his medical expenses. And and we're talking about uh, Michael Hutchinson with the McLennan County Sheriff's Department. If you're interested in a uh, a sponsorship, they have sponsorship opportunities. And if you need more information, contact Michael Graham. It's 254-855-9350. That's uh, 855-9350. Or you can uh, go to team.hutch2022 at gmail.com. That's team.hutch2022 at gmail.com and again the event's going to be saturday evening at 6 p.m at the uh, base at extraco event center and uh, they're getting this thing organized and and uh really looking to uh to do some good things for um long time uh mcclendon county detective michael hutchinson so if you can help out or uh, you're interested in a sponsorship again 
The uh, the phone number is 855-9350 or the email team.hutch2022 at gmail.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect, Universal Windows Direct. When it comes to banking, you deserve the first. You deserve the first National Bank of Central Texas. Locally owned for over 100 years, we know this community inside and out. We are a bank on your side, and when you bank with the first, you'll have a banker by your side. Want to find out more? Check out bankingfirst.com or come by and see us at any of our six locations. That's the first National Bank of Central Texas. You deserve the first. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The top two seeds in the NFL postseason have been eliminated. The Packers were knocked out by San Francisco 13-10, and the Titans were sent packing by the Bengals 19-16. The Rams beat Tampa Bay 30-27 to earn the right to face the 49ers for the NFC title. The Chiefs outlasted the Bills 42-36 in overtime and will meet Cincinnati for the AFC championship. The Baylor women toppled number seven Iowa State 87-61. They traveled to Texas Tech on Wednesday. Ioka Lee scored an NCAA record 
61 points in leading Kansas State to a 94-65 blasting of 14th-ranked Oklahoma. Teague High School named new Caney defensive coordinator Zach Lipscomb as their new head football coach. He takes over for Donnie Osborne, who guided the Lions for eight years. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Seven fifty-one. You're on your way to work or to school this morning. Drive carefully. Be careful in and around our school zones, please. Thank you very much, Tom and Ward. We're glad you're with us. Welcome to a Monday morning here at ESPN Central Texas. This is game time. We've spent a lot of time talking Baylor basketball, and rightfully so. Both the men and the women had great weeks, and and uh, just you know doing what doing what we had hoped and that they would do, and in in off and running. So good stuff. Let's turn our attentions, Ward, to the NFL playoffs from uh, over the weekend. And go back and kind of, you know, wild card weekend basically held serve with the exception of one fine football team 90 miles to the north. But for the most part, everything was kind of the way you expected it to go. This week, I think it was anything but – and I think that's what made it so much fun and so exciting. And again, I know all of the the talking heads are, are breaking down all of the de, some deficient defensive deficiencies and all that. But at the end of the day, if you're sitting on the couch with a glass of tea watching football, you had a great weekend. Uh, it's the best playoff weekend maybe in NFL history. I agree. I mean, I'm I'm sitting there thinking there may be a game here or a game there, you know. Uh, or a perf- like that, or a performance. You remember Kellen Winslow, you know, just. I, I, but for you're right for four football games, to end the way they ended, and to unfold the way they unfolded, just remarkable. You had the first three NFL playoff games out of the four this weekend, come down to the final kick of regulation with the with the visiting team winning the football game, and then the fourth takes overtime because they're just, I mean, it's like two heavyweight boxers going back and forth. Uh, that game last night was unbelievable, but walk-off field goals and all three of them, all three visiting teams getting the win before that, he just knew, uh-oh, Kansas City's going to find a way to not be able to hold serve and, and get this thing done. And, look, I'll be honest, when Josh Allen threw that last touchdown pass. A dart. I, I mean, a absolute dart. Of course, it DB fell down, but it was because of a great move and a route. It, he wasn't just just it wasn't just him falling down. About it, broke his legs, yeah, because that was the spot. That was where the stick was for the first down, mm-hmm. and he thought he was going to plant at the stick. Yeah, and he didn't. It was a great move. Oh, but when that when they caught that, I thought, wow, good for him. Uh, being able to, to overcome and get back down the field and, and do that. That just that doesn't happen. And to see them celebrate on that far sideline, but the calmness that Pat Mahomes had standing on that sideline and he came out and threw those two passes. Uh, unbelievable. Who catches four touchdowns in a playoff game? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's another NFL record. Who's who scores what was it? Twenty eight points in the last Two minutes of the game. Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was. I'm, we're we're doing a deal. We we do a deal called Sunday Supper, where uh, several families from our church we kind of get together and hang out, and you know that kind of deal. We're just sitting there with mouth 
on the floor. I mean, you can't you're, – you're seeing it. I couldn't process it fast enough. They were score again. I mean, it was that kind of deal. But for Mahomes to take him down there and get 13 that – 13 seconds. In 13 seconds. Unbelievable. Now, and again, I granted there had to be some some issues on the on the other end for right. him. To, but who cares? Not really. I mean, he just he he paused on that that quick hit to to the inside and, and held the ball for just a second. Picked up some extra yardage there because of that, and then found Kelsey in field goal range. I mean, it was like he he never most quarterbacks with 13 seconds left would panic and try to do too much. Remember the first bomb. Uh, in, in that in that spurt, you had a safety guarding Davis. Yeah, safety can't guard Davis, so they had a problem. Uh, Kansas City ma- made a mis- uh, not uh, uh, yeah yeah Kansas City made a mistake in their coverage, and they had a safety guarding him. Well, he ran right past him. That's what I'm talking about. But who cares? It was such a fun night. Now, Josh Allen, after the football game, talked about the contest in in their football team. We're disappointed. Wanted to win that game. Obviously, everybody wants to win that game. There's only going to be one champion crowned at the end of the season. So that makes 31 unhappy teams. And you know, hats off to the to the Chiefs and what they did today. You know, Pat played amazing. Um, got a lot of respect for him and, and the Chiefs as a whole. You know, they made they made one more play than we did. And that's uh, that's what it came down to. Um, but I'm proud of our guys. How we fought. How we battled. How we came uh, came through and persevered over some things throughout the the course of this game and the course of the season. You know and you know, it obviously it, it hurts. You know you don't like feeling like this, especially back to back years at the same place. Uh, yeah, so we, we got to find a way uh, to be better next year and and to accomplish what we want to accomplish. When you hear that guy talk, don't you feel like you're if you're a Buffalo Bill fan that your program is in great shape for several years to come? Just listening to him talk. Oh, there's a changing of the guard, no doubt, absolutely. And you saw the two that are going to lead this league. Last night on the same field. Three. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to put Joe Burrow in that category as well. I think the mm-hmm. AFC has far better quarterback play, top to bottom, than the NFC right now with these young guys. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I Just, you know, it, look, I don't have all the stats in front of me, but the eyeball test, watching those watching those three guys this weekend, whew, that's something. That was something. The NFL does need to change the overtime rule. I was going to ask you. I, I didn't want that to be today, but that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that later on. Uh, we will. We'll get into that a little later on. I, 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 I for, for last night, yeah, I would have loved to have seen Buffalo get a chance. Uh, and then maybe after everybody's had one, then you can go to the first score. I don't know. Because you can't play all night. And you had 60 minutes to get it done. I, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, let's right now switch gears a little bit. Let's get back to Baylor basketball and, and everything. Let's bring in the voice of the Bears, John Morris. He's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, big wins for Baylor men's and women's basketball over the weekend, plus men's tennis with a doubleheader in Waco today. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. 
So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Wear what the Bears wear. Get the latest in Baylor Nike gear at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at baylorshop.com. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. It was a top 15 showdown in the Farrell Center yesterday afternoon as 15th ranked Baylor hosted number seven Iowa State. And Baylor came away with a signature win for head coach Nikki Collin. Baylor all over the Cyclones, winning 87-61, the final score. A big day for guard Jordan Lewis, who hit six of seven threes on her way to a 24-point game. Also, 14 points and 21 rebounds for Queen Egbo. I feel like everybody contributed in a statement fashion somewhere or another throughout the game you know of course Jordan Sarah Jamie hit big shots but I definitely feel like we were able to get rebounds we were able to crash get to the rim we were able to do a lot of the things we've been working on all year but now it came together as a team rather than as individuals and I really feel like that's kind of what made the statement and that's kind of what got us going is knowing that we can play together and we can all succeed at the same level. Queen Egbo and the Bears, winners over Iowa State yesterday in front of a great crowd in the Farrell Center, 87-61 the final score. Baylor now 13-4 on the season. They've won three straight in Big 12 play to run their record to 3-2. Next up, headed to Lubbock to play Texas Tech on Wednesday. And on Saturday, Scott Drew and the Baylor men won their second road game of the week in Big 12 play, winning in a great defensive effort over Oklahoma, 65-51 the final score. Baylor forced 25 Sooner turnovers in the victory, had four players in double-figure scoring, led by Adam Flagler, 16, and L.J. Criers, 14. With the win, the Bears now 17-2 on the season. They're 5-2 in Big 12 conference play, hosting Kansas State tomorrow night, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center. And today, Baylor men's tennis continues their spring schedule with a doubleheader, hosting Abilene Christian today at 11 a.m., Boise State this afternoon at 4. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Allen Samuel Studios. All right, a couple of minutes after 8 o'clock. It's 
We'll talk some Baylor basketball coming up in just a few minutes. But right now, we're going to dive back into the NFL playoff thing. You brought it up. I wasn't going to do that today. I was going to celebrate a wonderful weekend of football. But you brought it up. So let's go. What's wrong with the playoff rule? Well, I, I, I mean, the, uh, the overtime rule. I, I think, <laughs> and you're right, it may take all night to get it done. Uh, but I still think that both teams need an opportunity with the football. Somehow figure it out. I mean, I, I like the high school rule. I, I like the college rule. Although, I, I, I don't like the new extra point rule. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like the new after two overtimes. I think it's two. I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. After two overtimes, you go straight to two point conversions for the rest of the game and try to figure out who wins. I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the the adjustment they made there. I get it. They're trying to prevent injury because of, you know, nine overtimes is probably a little too far out there. But it is what it is, and you're not going to have that that many times. So I, I just feel like there's 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 got to be a way that they can structure it that it won't last forever to give both teams an opportunity with the football. Now they they look. They tried to do that in in a little bit when they stopped the true quote unquote sudden death, and a field goal doesn't get you beat, but a touchdown does. But a touchdown does. So now, you know. So what does that what does that solve? Well, it doesn't doesn't solve a whole lot if you you know got a team that's going to go down and score. And look, it happened to Pat, Patrick Mahomes against Tom Brady not too long ago. So. I just feel like there's got to be a way that they can figure out to where both offenses get an opportunity with the football, and I, I don't know what that is. I, it, maybe it is. Maybe it looks just like what we're doing in, in high school and college right now. Start at the 25 and go, or you know, move them back. Start them at the start them at the 45. Start them at midfield. You know, make it a little bit tougher. And, and move them back a little bit and make them go a little bit further. Well, I, may, I don't know. Maybe to your argument, you don't do any of that. If 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 Kansas City Kansas City scored last night, mm-hmm. why can't Kansas City kick off to Buffalo? They get a possession. If they score, then we go to sudden death. After that, if they score the the tying touchdown, uh, or that that would work too. Yeah. Now I'm going to take the other side of the argument. You had 60 minutes. Get it done. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't mind watching a game going to overtime. And, and it, your no. argument is very valid. I, I get it. But. No, I, I'm with you, but I'm taking the other side just for the conversation right. piece. Uh, you've had seven, eight, nine possessions, depending on how the game flowed. Yeah, sometimes you just can't count on that. I mean, 60 minutes. You, you say you had 60 minutes to get it done. <laughs> you left him 13 seconds and he still got it done. Come <laughs> well, on, man. Tip of the hat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was that was a rem- for more. No, that was a remarkable sequence, especially the last what ninety seconds. Yeah, the last two just minutes nuts. of that football game were just nuts. nuts. Just nuts. I, I don't know uh, two five four six six two sixteen sixty CNC Collision Center text line. Just for the pure beauty of that particular game, that particular football game, Buffalo, Kansas City. Arrowhead, divisional playoff, the beauty of that football game, 
I would have loved to have seen Josh Allen in Buffalo get a possession. He he sat there. He never got off the bench nope. in overtime. And, and I get your point. That's a crying shame, the way those two guys were elevating their football teams. And I'm a big proponent of, hey, it takes off 53. But in that particular case last night, those two dudes elevated their football teams. No it was doubt. unbelievable. No doubt. Both of them said, hey, get on my back. We're going to roll. Here we go. Yep. And I, and I don't know if he was nervous. I don't know if he had ice water running through his but I don't know. But Pat Mahomes looked very calm when he went out there with 13 seconds. It, it was he unbelievable. He looked calm. It didn't rattle him. Didn't And they scored that touchdown. He didn't, he didn't blink. Just did not blink. This is what we do. It was amazing. Yep. And, and I – look, I – I'll be honest. I was I was rooting for Kansas City just because of Patrick Mahomes, but wow! I mean, when he didn't even blink and he just went out there and completed two passes, like, eh, I'm just out in the backyard throwing it around. And how about the Buffalo's coaching staff? How how about Buffalo's coaching staff? I mean, you had nearly a flawless football game last week, right? Mm-hmm. And you come in and you get the football and you immediately get to a fourth down. What they do? They went for it. They said the heck with it. They went we, for two fourth downs on that well, the first, first drive. first possession. They and scored God their scored. first touchdown on a fourth down. They scored their last touchdown on a fourth down. How about that? Yeah, they said that this is how we're going to play it. This is what we're going to do. If we sink or if we swim, this is how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, and they did. And I'm screaming at the television, punt the football, you know me, and they're not punting the football. And then I'm like, hey, that's a good call. <laughs> But, you know, it's just – it was one of those deals, man. So, we, we I think we both agree that the the late game last night was the best game, right? Oh, yeah, in my mind it was. Sure it was. What's, what's the next best game? Green Bay, San Francisco. Really? Yeah. I, I thought that was a hard-fought football game. Oh, it was. I, I had I had the Rams in Tampa as my second best game. Yeah. Because look Rams tried to give that thing away. But they they're didn't. lucky they walked out of there with that. I don't know if it was luck or if it was skill. Luck. They they got it done. They made plays. I I, I have a hard time saying the second best playoff game was a get won by a team that did not score an offensive touchdown. Now, oh, I don't have a problem with that. Three phases. Look, the, they they blocked two kicks, right? A mm-hmm. punt and a, and a field goal. Yeah, it was a great football game. And and you can say this about Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he they didn't score on offense. But, man, he had to make some throws to keep third and longs alive to mm-hmm. get him down there and get him in the field goal position. Yep. He made some throws. And at some point, don't you have to back off a little bit? He's in the NFC Championship game. No, they're not going to. Oh, no, they're not, because that's not the narrative. Mm-mm. That's not the narrative. But That was I, a great defensive game, too. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. That, that was my second favorite by far. And you know what? The game was played better than I thought it was, particularly when that snow started freezing. <laughs> How perfect was that? Yeah. It wasn't just snow flurries. It was, it was so cold that the snow was freezing, and, and you know, it was icing up the, the, the field. But they still found ways to make plays and – and again, how about the kick? That guy's never missed a kick in a playoff game. Mm-mm. Ever. Ever missed a, a kick in a playoff game. Pretty unbelievable. Pretty good Pretty good weekend if yeah. you're an NFL football fan. Ah, what would it have looked like with the star on the helmet in the game? <laughs> One of those games. Stop it. 
<laughs> you know, that would have been your Cowboys in Tampa uh, instead of the Rams. The Rams would have been in Green Bay if the Cowboys would have beat San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Just just saying. 11 minutes after 8 o'clock, it's 8-11. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're going to talk more about Scott Drew and the Baylor basketball team coming up in a couple of minutes. But right now, we're going to talk about Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers, strategically located at 1810 Harried, the best burger in Waco. And I think, I think we've all kind of come to the conclusion that it's the seasoning that they put on that, that secret seasoning they don't tell anybody. And, and the f- fact that it's not prepared until you place that order. Uh, and it's cooked precisely the way you want it, whether you want ketchup, mayonnaise, uh, mustard, all three, combination of the two. Uh, you know, it, you want you want onions? Okay. You want grilled onions? Not a problem. You want uh, jalapenos? That's that's doable too. We we got that. All of that. Uh, all of the the ingredients are fresh. And again, it's not, it, it, there's, it, your burger's not sitting made in wrapped in paper on under a heating lamp. That's just not how, how it works there. So, uh, man, check them out at 1810 Harry. The, and you know what? You said, man, I've had a couple of burgers this week, but I, I want to go hang out and talk some sports with David and Perry and all the gang over there because I promise you the conversation sports. Uh, they've got chicken fried steak sandwiches, grilled chicken sandwiches, Philly cheese steak sandwiches. Uh, and they've got it all. Of course, all the all the other good stuff that goes with it, the fries, the curly fry, onion. You you know that drill. And then, you know, great drinks and, and the whole nine yards. And it's all right there at 1810 Herring. Also, if you've got an event coming up this spring, you're saying, man, we need a caterer. Talk to David or talk to Perry. They can do it for you. You're saying, well, I'm not sure I want a burger for my kid. They will cater anything to your specification. Just talk to them. 254 753 one six zero three. It's double R old fashioned hamburgers. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Scattered showers and cloudy skies will be the main story for much of the day with a high of 53. These showers will be light across the area with rain chances decreasing by later this evening. Partly cloudy skies will remain in the forecast tonight with an overnight low of 41. Expect partly sunny skies on Tuesday with breezy conditions and a high of 58. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus check out fox44news.com for any changes. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I'm not saying he hasn't been critical of coaches at times, but for him to be that overt, you know, saying it's a pet peeve, it seems to be almost a direct reaction to what Mike McCarthy was saying the other day, like, hey, we're going to work on this in the offseason. Oh, this is going to be something we did get done. Well, he didn't like hearing that. Jerry didn't, and he was pretty direct with it. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond. You'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for your home or office. Western art and pictures, purses, Talavera pottery, lamps, boots, hats, crosses made from metal resin, and Montana silversmith items. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. 
Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Having an accredited land consultant like Daryl Weems and his team of farm, ranch, land, and home experts on your side is a must when making what may be the biggest financial decision in your life. Selling farm and ranch property since 1925, United Country's Twin Bends Realty is your go-to source for real estate industry insight and advice. Sellers will benefit from UC's cutting-edge technology that will provide your property with maximum visibility. Find your freedom by calling Daryl Weems, your local land pro at United Country Twin Bends Realty. Learn more at Twin Bends Realty.com. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texas families in the home buying process for 28 years. They're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or a low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs to help you improve your credit score and get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Call 254-752-1647 or visit nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco helps families of all income levels open the door to home ownership. NeighborWorks Waco, home ownership the right way. The Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, along with UBI Products and Republic Gun Club, are hosting a benefit fundraiser for Detective Michael Hutchinson on March 19th at the base at Extraco Event Center. Detective Hutchinson, a second-generation McLennan County law enforcement veteran, was diagnosed with a grade 4 glioblastoma and aggressive brain cancer. This benefit will help the family with medical expenses. Sponsorships are now available at Facebook Team Michael Hutchinson. Seventeen minutes after eight o'clock. Hope you're having a good Monday. Cloudy skies. Ward washed his car, waxed his car, did all that fun stuff. And yeah, you're welcome. Here comes the rain, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, let's let's. We, we talked. Uh, if you were with us last hour with Jerry Hill, we talked a lot of Baylor basketball, both men's and women's. But man, I want to I want to dive into this thing a little bit. And and again, there's a couple of numbers that were just. I mean. I, I stop and talk, think about this. Ward Baylor is four and zero in Big Twelve road games. The rest of the league is seven and twenty. I mean, that is remarkable. And and Baylor held Oklahoma to fifty one points Saturday, uh, in tied for the fewest scored by Oklahoma in any game since scoring forty seven against guess who Baylor in twenty nineteen. I mean, when Baylor goes to Norman, they shut that thing down. But uh, they were they were terrific. Uh, in a game of runs, and and uh, he mentioned Flo Thamba. Thamba had seven points and ten boards, but you had balanced scoring. Kendall Brown, you know, we talked about Kendall Brown needing to pick it up a little bit offensively. He scores ten. Uh, Matt Meyer had twelve. You had Flagler with sixteen. 
LJ Cryer with 14. Uh, it, it was, you know, points in the paint, 26 for Baylor. Points off of Oklahoma turnovers. Tur- Baylor forced 25 OU t- turnovers and turned those 25 turnovers into 35 points. So it, it was that kind of day. And, and Scott Drew talking with John Morris and Pat Nunley on the uh, Baylor Radio Network from Learfield on the postgame show. Coach, uh, congratulations. Uh, what a week. Two road wins this week in the Big 12. Well, it's a lot better week this week than last week, so uh, <laughs> that, that's for sure. And uh, we all know how hard it is to win on the road, and you know with the, uh, the crowd. And I tell you what, this was a tremendous OU student section, one of the best student sections I've seen from OU. I mean, they were here. They were vocal, and credit our guys' second half. And started out, took them out of the game. Played well, then they made a run, came back, and then second half we made that same run, only except we did a better job of maintaining that instead of letting them come back. And I thought uh, it, James had a real big layup, and uh, I think LJ's free throws after uh, uh, the technical were really big to get separation. And then down the stretch, uh, uh, I thought the defense um, in going zone really affected them. Uh, it, it, and it did. I mean, it really did. I mean, and, and, you know, for a long time, Baylor played a lot of zone around here. And then they went to man. And, and now it's, you know, they'll, they'll play some zone, but it's still mainly a man-to-man defense. But when they made that switch to zone, it did, uh, did kind of trip them up a little bit. One of the things I was looking at, and Ward, from the floor in the first half, Baylor was 11 to 34, 32%. From the three-point stripe of the first half, they were 2 of 14 in the second half, I think they were able to get inside a little bit better. And they were 11 of 18 at 61% from the floor. And therefore, their three-point shooting picked up, and they were 4-6. I mean, is there a correlation, in your opinion? Uh, I think it's, you know, you start feeling it a little bit. And when you're feeling it, it, it kind of trickles over to no matter what you're doing, you feel like that you're, you know, you're seeing the basket well, and, and you're able to shoot with more confidence and uh, get set up and, and, and see, the, see the hole better. And so I, I think as a team, they were able to do that. And, you know, sometimes it takes that inside game to help the outside game, and sometimes it takes the outside game to help the inside game. And I think that was the case on Saturday. And, and I think because of the ability to get inside in the second half more, get down in the paint and, and, and do those kind of things, they were able to get to, to the stripes. They were able to finish and get the end ones and, and then, uh, and then get the you know get the 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 free throws. Look, they only shot two free throws in the first half, and in the second half they shot seventeen. They were fourteen of seventeen in the second half from the from the stripe, because and I still because of the ability to get inside and and finish and get and ones and and those type of things. And that was a question mark that I had a couple of weeks ago. You know, mm-hmm. how are they going to overcome a cold night from outside if they don't have that drive in and I know that Jerry said you know well that's part of their game is to drive and kick it out well I that's fine I understand that concept and that's how they play but also sometimes you have to drive in and not kick it out because even if you're kicking it out for open looks if you're cold you're just cold you've got to be able to go to the glass and 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 assert it and draw the foul and get to the free throw line that's how you extend leads or that's how you cut into leads with the clock stopped is being able to get that and one and go to the glass and be strong there. And they were, they showed that on Saturday. That yes, they can do that. 
So with the win, the Bears win on the road again. And, and Bader, I, it, it's, I, when David Cave finds these numbers and it's just, you know, you get into the flow of the season and, and sometimes you don't stop and, and just reflect. And But, man, when you look back, this team is 33-6 and six in Big 12 Conference play over the last three seasons. That's the nation's best record among Power 5 conference teams. They, they, they're, they're good, and we all know that. More importantly, they're consistent. I mean, it's day in, day out, you're going to get that, you know, that that type of game. And that's why I think everybody was so shocked that they dropped two in a row the other day at home uh, in conference play because that you haven't seen that around here in a while. But for the but when you stop and look at the overall body of work, what they've done over the last three, four years is just mind boggling. It's tremendous. They've been consistent as much as anybody else in the country, and that's why you know they're sitting where they're sitting. You know, and, and look, I, I said it earlier. After those two losses, you know, maybe those came at a good time because you don't want to have those interrupt your rhythm going down the stretch. But sometimes, you know, there is such thing as a good loss. I know that that sounds like an oxymoron. You talking about like a teaching loss? Yeah, yeah. there is a such thing as a good loss because it helps you you know, do some things, point some things out, refocus yourself, kind of just get going in another direction. So, I, you know, look, it, it's not the end of the world that, that they lost those couple of games. You know, now you see, you know, this team is playing better. Mm-hmm. They're playing better now than they were going into those two games. As hard as that's to say because they were the number one team in the country, but I feel like they're playing better now than they were going into those two games. Well, with the injury – to your point guard, James Akinjo, and not having Sohan available, I think they had to kind of go back to the drawing board a little bit and say, hey, what are we going to do from a rotation standpoint? Who's going to do what? Because roles are going to have to change a little bit. We just talked about Flagler playing the point. You know, up until the injury, it was, you know, he. I'm sure he brought the ball up some and did some of that, but Akinjo had been – had been the guy 90% of the time when he's on the floor with the basketball in his hand to, to start the offense. I mean, it was, you know, how are we going to do some more trying to get the ball down on the block in the half court? It, it, they had to kind of change. So it, you pointed it out earlier this morning. When everybody's back at 100%, and they will be, now you have not only the options you began with, but you also have those options to go to that you use while those guys were down. You've got you've got a little more creativity and flexibility with how you do things in, in not only how you defend, but also in your half-court offense, and you're forced to do that because of the injuries. You are, and I think you know that gives you more depth, especially going into tournament play, uh, no matter whether it's a Big 12 tournament or the NCAA tournament. You, you have an opportunity to, to fall back on that and say, okay, we've got some minutes here. If we need to spin and do this, we can. And and I, I think that makes you a more rounded basketball team. So, uh, a great win for, for the Bears on the road. And now they'll uh, they'll turn their attention to Kansas State. They'll be in here tomorrow night. And again, Ward, I watched this game. I, I watched the, our good friend Ted Emmerich was on the uh, call on ESPN Plus Saturday. And uh, I, 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 I watched this game and, and it was – Kansas State did everything right in the first 20 minutes of the game and started the second half doing everything right, it, it certainly appeared. But I'll say this about Kansas. 
even on the road, you know, sunflower rivalry and all that stuff, you know, cross state rivalry. There was n- there was never any panic in that basketball team. There was a little frustration, I think, but never any panic. And they just kept playing. It just kept playing. Just kept playing. And all of a sudden, 16 went to 10. You know, 16 went back to 11 to 12. And it hung around 12 for a while. And then it just started chipping away, chipping away. Who goes on the road and overcomes 16 against an in-state rivalry like that? The Jayhawks. And, and they did They did just that. How devastating is that to KSU? As they now they got to pack their bags and come on the road and go play Baylor, who I don't know what they're going to be ranked uh, when they play tomorrow, but we know they're going to be at least five. <laughs> you would think. So, and again, those rankings, you know, sometimes I, the beauty of basketball and the beauty of baseball in the NCAA Division One level is, hey, you start the season and you get to go play for a championship if you win enough games, and that's all that matters. The rankings, I, I, it's kind of cool to talk about. But they really don't have a, a – you win, you move. <laughs> and that's just the way it goes. You lose, you don't. But Kansas State's going to come in here playing a, a team that's playing good basketball right now. Uh, and how do they respond coming off that that devastation, I guess, for lack of a better term? You you kick a 16-point lead at home. What, what what's, what's, what's KSU look like tomorrow night? Yeah, it could go either way. I mean, they could come in even more focused and, and play very, very well, or they could, you know, they could be reeling from that and, and, and Baylor jump all over them early in the ball game. You just you don't know. You, you don't know how it's going to react. Uh, one thing that's not going to be, I don't think, in their favor is they do have to come into the Ferrell Center. They do have to hit the road. I think if this is at home, it might be a little bit different story, but uh, I, I think Baylor should have the upper hand anyway, but being at home gives them – a distinct uh, advantage in this game. All right, so one of the good guys in in our broadcast business, Wyatt Thompson's the uh, longtime play-by-play voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, is going to join John Morris at 325 this afternoon here on uh, ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor basketball. And and I guarantee you John's going to John's going to get into that as how does, you know, Wyatt, how does KSU respond after that devastating loss? And it was. I mean, Look, I, I thought, hey, a little help for the Bears right here from KSU uh, with, with Kansas going down, but they didn't go down. They rallied and won after trailing by 16 at halftime. So, uh, so Wyatt Thompson this afternoon at 325 with J-Mo uh, right here on ESPN Central Texas. 829, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Helmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team. With current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at howmet.com slash wacocareers. 
Helmet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, February 6th and Sunday, February 7th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. Variety at the show is extensive, and oftentimes if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show. More than just guns, you'll find ammo, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and so much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, February 5th, 9 to 5, February 6th, from noon to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. You don't drive just an average truck or do just an average job. So get to Northern Tool. With brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Lincoln, Honda, and more, we bring the power. We're definitely not your average tool store. Visit our store or buy online and pick it up curbside. Northern Tool and Equipment. Quality tools for serious work. Shop Northern Tool and Equipment this week for our inventory reduction sale. Save up to 50% on heaters, moving carts, and dollies, batteries, hand tools, and more. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. The top two seeds in the NFL postseason have been eliminated. The Packers were knocked out by San Francisco 13-10, and the Titans were sent packing by the Bengals 19-16. The Rams beat Tampa Bay 30-27 to earn the right to face the 49ers for the NFC title. The Chiefs outlasted the Bills. 42-36 in overtime and will meet Cincinnati for the AFC Championship. The Baylor women toppled number seven Iowa State 87-61. They traveled to Texas Tech on Wednesday. The Mavericks mauled Memphis 104-91. The Spurs lost at home to Philadelphia 115-109. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Allen Samuel Studios. All right, 8.33, welcome back in. This is game time. Tom and Ward. Talk a little NFL playoffs. We welcome in from the Cowboy Network, Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Enjoying the offseason and uh, trying to get into the groove of the offseason. It's kind of weird. I didn't expect it to, to come up so uh, so quickly. Nor did any of us. In, in, well, again, I'll go back and say, why are we surprised? They were 6-6 six six against non-NFC East teams. Uh, question for you. Did, when you were watching the games this weekend, did you sit back and go, hmm, that could have been the Cowboys in Tampa, and that would have been the Rams in Green Bay if the Cowboys would have taken care of their business? Yeah, I, I definitely did, and it's hard not to, especially whenever you have such high expectations for this franchise and for the roster that they had put together. And yeah, I, I sat back and watched it, but I also, I kind of did the opposite. And it was it was last night whenever you're watching that Bills and the the Chiefs game, and you're seeing 
just phenomenal quarterback play and, and Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes dueling back and forth and just how tough that game was uh, for the Chiefs to end up winning at home. I, I looked at it and I said, you know, I don't know if the Cowboys could have played that brand of football. I, I don't know if they could have played to that level. And maybe, like you said, maybe there was just a little bit of an overhyped uh, mentality because the Cowboys are very talented. And in the NFC, I think the Cowboys would have definitely made some noise if they could have gotten past San Francisco and, and gotten to uh, Tampa Bay. But honestly, if you're if we're talking Super Bowl and we're throwing those words out there, and uh, there were a lot of that, there was a lot of that this, this past season, I think there needs to be uh, a, a consistency from a winning team. And I, I don't think you saw that this year. Like you said, six and six against non-NFC East teams is, is not going to be good enough to, to challenge the Chiefs and the Bills and the, the Rams even, the way that they played yesterday. It, it was going to be tough regardless. And, and I think yesterday proved again just how far this Cowboys roster is from really making a run. Kyle, you mentioned the expectations for the Cowboys. Why do we continue to have high expectations for a team that's only won three playoff games in 25 years? Well, I think it's a bit of desperation from a fan base that, that has been used to winning for the most part. I mean, the, the Cowboys 90s, used or the, the 90s Cowboys rather, used to strike fear into the hearts of those that were that were on the other sideline. And you think about the Tom Landry days, you think about the, the triplets, and they always had this identity of you were going to get a beatdown wherever you were, no matter if it was at Texas Stadium or if it was on the road. If the Cowboys were coming, it was about to be a tough battle. And, and there are teams now that have that same kind of mentality or that same kind of identity. The Chiefs are one of those. The, the Buccaneers were one of those, and they ended up losing yesterday. I mean, those are teams that you you look at and you say, wow, that that's going to be a tough matchup. The Cowboys just aren't necessarily that. Even as explosive as the offense had been, even with the defense and the turnaround that they saw on that side of the football, it was never really a fearful team, especially down the stretch when there was so many chinks in the armor that you, you could see that. Uh, if, if it was a good team, the Cowboys ultimately never really stood a chance. Chiefs, Raiders, uh, I mean, even the Broncos taking advantage of the Cowboys at home, 30-16 to 16 back in Week 9. It was really that was the, the turning point of the season. But I, I think from a fan base, you, you're desperate to be back in that conversation, to get back to an NFC Championship game and to potentially push for a Super Bowl berth and a, a Super Bowl t- title. Uh, but right now you're just not there yet. And I think it's the fan base that uh, maybe builds it up a little bit too much. And, and I'm certainly a part of that as well. Kyle, uh, let's start on the offensive side of the football. And I want to begin with Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin called out the stars. He said, where were our stars? CeeDee Lamb, one catch. 69% quarterback rating for, for Dak. Uh, 31 yards for Zeke. Uh, four touches for Tony Pollard. Where are the stars? And I think that's a valid question. No, it is. And I think going back to uh, – it wasn't just Michael Irvin that called him out. I mean, Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman, yeah, roasted the him. The same thing. He, uh, they were both uh, going at it because they look at it and they said, when we were playing, 
we knew we were going to play our best game. And then you go out and you see the Cowboys of today and see the Lambs held to one catch. And certainly it wasn't all his fault that he was held to one catch and 21 yards and most of that coming in the uh, in fourth quarter. But Amari Cooper certainly wasn't targeted and utilized the same way that he has. And then you have guys like Dalton Schultz and Cedric Wilson that are stepping up and making big plays and putting up legitimate numbers that the Sars should have been putting up. But but Zeke's been banged up. Dak is certainly not the same. Uh, Amari Cooper wasn't utilized in the right way. And then CeeDee Lamb just basically disappeared in that playoff game. So it, it, was, it, it was disappointing to see the fact that it ultimately was the role players that tried to give you the best opportunity to win that ball game against San Francisco. And even as close as you were to winning that game late, you were really dominated through the first three quarters. And you, you can't help but think that if the stars would have shown up and played the same way that they, uh, that you know, they're capable of with Zeke and, and Dak and, and Amari CD, then maybe it would have been closer to the first three quarters. And maybe you could have pulled out a win uh, late in the fourth, instead of having to come all the way back and make it tight. Is that more on those players or is that more on the coaching staff and the way the game's being called? Uh, I think it's it's definitely on both. It, there is a certain level of blame to go on both sides of things. But even Jerry talked about it uh, on the fan this uh, this past week. And he was definitely irate about the, the frustration and, and the losing early in the playoffs again. And uh, you, he feels like he's done a good enough job of putting a roster together that is so talented that they shouldn't have these problems of losing in the wild card round, uh, falling at home in front of a, a, uh, a good crowd and having San Francisco come in and, and really dominate you on your home turf. He feels like the coaching staff really let down, uh, let everybody down whenever that game rolled around. And I can't necessarily disagree. I think it's probably 75, 25, but the coaching staff deserves probably the more, the majority of the credit because they were out coached by Kyle Shanahan and company. I mean, from beginning to end, Kyle Shanahan had a game plan that opening drive where the, it went seven plays, 75 yards, four minutes and six seconds. And it was flawless to finally uh, find Elijah Mitchell and, and, and find him in the end zone. And Dallas was all of a sudden down seven, nothing. And then that turned into 13 to nothing before they really found any sort of footing and credit to them for finding any kind of footing and at least making it interesting in the end. But Kyle Shanahan had an answer for everything that Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore threw at them. I, I thought Dan Quinn did a good job of having the defense keep the Cowboys within striking distance, but really McCarthy and Kellen Moore, whenever they're, they're armed with the number one offense in the NFL and they are both heralded as these offensive minds, you, you really expect more out of them. And I think that's really been the conversation this week is that was a, that was a letdown from the offensive coaching staff. When the game was on the line, 49ers were able to do what they like to do. And that's run the football. And I was worried about that because, look, the week before to close the regular season, the second group, as Ward likes to refer to them, the Philadelphia JV was able to run the football. Sure. It, it, there's a theme there. I mean, there's there's a trend there. I mean, you know, so when we talk about the talent pool, and I go back to the offensive line, you know, we, we, we mentioned the stars not making plays. Is is that in, in 
in conjunction with maybe the offensive line is not as good as we think they are? I think you're you're spot on there. And let me let me ask you this question: What is the identity of the Cowboys' offense? Where uh, is is there an identity of the Cowboys' offense? Not right now, not today. Exactly, and that's the biggest thing: is when you have an offense that does put up so many numbers, usually you have something that you can rely on. You have a cornerstone that is. You may be able to take away this one part of our game. You may be able to take away the passing game, but guess what? We're going to run the ball down your throat every single drive, no matter if our passing game is working or not, or vice versa. I mean, think about Tom Brady and company. Hey, Leonard Fournette may be shut down on the ground, but Tom Brady's still going to pick you apart. There wasn't that kind of identity with the Cowboys offense. The Cowboys offense early in the year – the, the biggest buzzword was versatility. They, hey, they had the ability to, to have a balanced attack. They were able to spread the love around to all these different receivers. But in the end, that didn't work because if you shut down one area of the offense, the passing game was also, also hindered. The, the play action was actually uh, – it, it was not good throughout the, the season if the run game wasn't there. So – I think that's the biggest thing that this offense needs to do this offseason is, yes, they need to shore up the offensive line because I think if the run game becomes that identity, that's what it has been in the past. If the run game is the identity, I think you have a better chance at having a more consistent offense. That run game wasn't there, and a big reason for that was the play on the interior. You don't have the same type of Tyron Smith that you have had throughout his career. Uh, and I, I think if you're if you're looking for an upgrade this season, it's definitely the center spot, the guard spot. There's a lot of NFL draft talk with a couple guys in the first round at that position, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if they try and, and go that direction early on because of the lack of play that they had from the offensive line and, and really a, an uptick that they need to see from that position. Kyle Yeoman, Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, with us here on – Game time on ESPN Central Texas. Kyle, what does this coaching staff look like in the future for the Cowboys? Is Mike McCarthy back? Kellen Moore? Dan Quinn? All three in? All three out? Oh, man, it's tough to say because right now you're, you're, hearing, you're hearing that Mike McCarthy's job is safe. Jerry and Steven both said it last week, but then Jerry comes back and he's frustrated and he says he has to take a deep look at the coaching staff and whether that's about Mike McCarthy or Kellen Moore, we don't necessarily know. You hope that Dan Quinn is back in some shape, fashion, and form next year because of the job that he did on the defense. But really, with eight or nine coaching vacancies in the NFL, you would expect for, for him to get offered one of those because of his coaching job and what he was able to do uh, throughout his only season in Dallas. The only reason he would stay as if he's basically been there, done that, doesn't want to do it again, uh, and, and says, hey, I'm, I'm much more happy being a coordinator, being a coordinator, doing what I'm doing here. I would rather build something in Dallas than, than go off and be a head coach. That's really the only way that Quinn sticks around, and hopefully uh, that's, that's exactly what he does. But that's probably a small chance, of course, knowing how tough it is to get a coaching, uh, head coaching gig in the NFL uh, for Kellen Moore. I don't, I don't know if there's going to be a chance for him to open up as a head coach. I don't know what franchise would really look at him after 
the the final seven eight games of the season and say yeah we're ready to to hand the keys to to you to this franchise and and that's going to be tough to see so I would expect Kellen Moore barring any seismic shift to be back in Dallas with Mike McCarthy it's just a, a bigger question on whether or not Dan Quinn wants to stick around and be the defensive coordinator and that might be the only change which is not necessarily a great change for the Cowboys moving forward Final thought for you here. Uh, can these two conference championship games, Cincinnati and Tennessee, uh, I beg your pardon, but uh, Cincinnati and Kansas City, uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, can those two games live up to what we saw this weekend? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. It's going to be tough because you talk about all three games, the first games being decided by a game-winning field goal, and then you turn around and you have the game that you had last night with Kansas City and Buffalo, that was a complete instant classic uh, and, and some of the best quarterback dueling that we've seen in the playoffs since probably Brady and Manning back and forth. And uh, I mean, of course, that's not going to be the last time I believe we'll see the Bills and Josh Allen. And I think they're going to definitely continue to make noise in the NFL. But if they if the conference championship games live up to that hype, uh, NFL fans are going to be extremely happy because it, it really was a fun weekend of football, and you just wish that the Cowboys were a part of it. Kyle, thanks. Appreciate it as always. Great stuff. Great insight. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Kyle Yeomans uh, from the uh, Dallas Cowboy Broadcast Team. 848, does a minute away from 9 o'clock. And, Ward, you're going to have Joe Burrow uh, taking on Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And then the nightcap, you're going to have Garoppolo – Take it on our, our buddy from Highland Park High School. That uh, I think I like quarterback matchup one a little bit better than quarterback matchup two. Now, I don't know that you know the games are going to live to anything like that, but I mean, I, I think just looking at all of these great young quarterbacks, the majority of them are over in the AFC, aren't they? There's a lot of them over there. There is. I you know I look. I think quarterback play uh, is is come up in the NFL over recent years. And that's because of the emergence of Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes. And, you know, you can look across the board. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you you can see quarterbacks that are playing at a very, very high level. And, look, it's going to be fun this weekend. I'm going to go ahead and get – Are you on Monday? Yeah. Do it. And we'll change. We, we we have the whole week to to try to figure right, it out. All right. But I want to know. I'll give you mine, and you give me yours. All right. KC and Sam Fran. I'm going KC, Los Angeles. Okay. I, I, again, that was a team that couldn't score offensively. Mm-hmm. How bad was Green Bay offensively? Who had the worst quarterback play in the in the playoffs this weekend? Ooh, that's a good question. Was it because of bad quarterback play or really good defensive play? I, mean, I, I, I could care less. It's about final result. Hmm. Could be. Did Aaron Rodgers outplay Garoppolo? No. He didn't win, did he? No. Nope. And he had a chance, didn't he? He did. He had 225 yards passing. Are you kidding me? Doesn't he do that by halftime most times? 
Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. All right, uh, it's 8.50, 10 away from 9. We'll get to the grab bag coming up in a few minutes. So you're going, you're going Chiefs-Niners. So you're saying the Niners are going on the road. They're going to win three road games in the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I believe so. Holy smokes. And then they'll still find something wrong with Jimmy Garoppolo, won't they? Yeah, probably. <laughs> hey, let's talk about Circle Drug. They're 3211 Robinson Drive. Locally owned, independent pharmacy. Told you the story the other day. I'll tell it again. Uh, you know, first of the year, made a, made a change when it comes to insurance providers. And I thought, you know, I got to get prescriptions done. This is going to take forever to do all that. Sw- it, zip, zap, zoom, I was done. Because they know what they're doing there at uh, Circle Drug. Free delivery to your home or to your office. And I love that. I've never used it, actually, because I like to go there. That's just kind of my style. My style is, hey, let's go talk to them. Uh, if I got a question about a pr- particular prescription, let's. Let, that's just what I do. But if you're busy and who ain't, then I, I, Circle Drug will run it out to you. Free delivery to your home or to your office. Uh, That's, again, it's about service. Service, locally owned, locally operated service. You get the picture. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 to 6. I love that. So when you get off at 5 o'clock and you need a prescription, you can still run by there and pick it up at 6 o'clock. Saturday, they're open till 2. A lot of us work half a day and have, you know, don't get off till 12, 1 o'clock. Well, they're there till 2. And, and and they'll take care of you on Saturday. It's just that kind of deal. If you need a vaccine, you need you, you need your booster shot. I, I got my booster shot there a month or so ago. Uh, it's that type of place for you. And, and I, look, if you're going, you, you know the drill, down New Road, and then you go under the interstate, and it turns into Garden Drive. You go right up to, to Robinson Drive, which is Highway 77, and they're right there on the corner. You can't miss them. If you got a question, they've got folks there to help you. 254-662-0774, 254-662-0774. They're going to treat you like family. I promise they are. Doc Everett and uh, his staff waiting to serve you today at Circle Drug, 3211 Robinson Drive. Recently on Game Time. And we welcome the director of sports journalism for Baylor University into the program, Jerry Hill. Highest ever ranked, most wins ever. You know, um, you can argue whether this was the best team ever. I, you know, I still, you know, the 80 team is just hard to beat in my mind. And I, and obviously you played, I guess, two more games than that team. With this team winning the Sugar Bowl, winning 12 games, I think you got to give the nod to this team. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or UBEO. 
In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more, or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm, specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-707-4522. 800-707-4522. 800-707-4522. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. The top two seeds in the NFL postseason have been eliminated. The Packers were knocked out by San Francisco 13-10, and the Titans were sent packing by the Bengals 19-16. The Rams beat Tampa Bay 30-27 to earn the right to face the 49ers for the NFC title. The Chiefs outlasted the Bills. 42-36 in overtime and will meet Cincinnati for the AFC Championship. The Baylor women toppled number seven Iowa State 87-61. They traveled to Texas Tech on Wednesday. The Mavericks mauled Memphis 104-91. The Spurs lost at home to Philadelphia 115-109. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, it is grab bag time here on ESPN Central Texas. We got to go fast, but I, I, I got to get your thoughts here, Ward, on a couple things. Uh, let's start. I don't. Let's start here. Former Georgia wide receiver Jermaine Burton announced yesterday that he will transfer to Alabama. Hang on a second. Yes, Georgia receiver Burton going to Alabama. Now he was second on the team in receptions. He was second on the team in touchdowns. Yet he's got to get out of Athens and get to Tuscaloosa. Is this the Hatfields and the McCoys? Uh, he's got a girlfriend over there. Is that what it is? Maybe. I don't know. It's Are you kidding me West. already? Yeah. Maybe he's getting a better uh, NIL. I, you know, now we're talking. There are, there, by the way, there are nine players 
that have transferred out of Georgia since winning the national championship. Hello, Test. Is this thing on? Unbelievable. Nine. Ugh. UT Arlington. <laughs> uh, UT Arlington is going to join the uh, is going to join the uh, the WAC, along with Incarnate Word in Southern Utah. Chicago State's exiting that conference, so you're going to have 15 schools in 15 in that conference, and of those 15, you are going to have basically a Lone Star State division. Uh, you're going to have uh, Abilene Christian, Lamar, Sam Houston State, Stephen F. Austin, Tarleton State, UT Rio Grande Valley, and UTA along with Incarnate Word all in the WAC. So uh, the WAC's getting a facelift, and it's, it's immediate, July 1st of this year. So, uh, and they were a long-time member of the Southland Conference. So, anyway, they are out. All right, 8.59, we got to go. We'll see uh, John at 3 and Mosley at 4. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 7. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254-710-888. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.